Hey everyone, it's Lenny G and Bobby. We are back with another episode, episode three of Focused Action. And today we wanted to talk about um, how we go about getting information that we need to be able to, again, like we said last week, going right to the source and investigating things for ourselves with our county elected officials, um, with our state elected officials. Um, we have been doing this all year. I can tell you right now, over a year ago, I had never filed an information request with um, with my county or with the federal government or with the state or anybody. And it was just, just interesting, you know, to go through that process to learn. But we really, the point of this podcast is to help you understand what kinds of information we were asking for, how to file um, a public information request to your county, um, what little gotchas we found out along the way, um, lessons learned. And um, we have a guest on today, as you see, um, Josie Sylvester is out of of Kamal County, and she is just a really awesome at um, and very sleuthy at filing really good um, public information requests. And so we wanted to have her on to share her experiences because she has had some crazy things happen and find, has found some very interesting information. Um, and we're doing this just to empower all of you to be able to know that you can access information from your county that the law is that they have to share it with you. Um, we are the taxpayers. We are the electorate we the people have um you know have the ability to access this information so um i don't know if uh bobby or josie want to jump in with what um the difference is i don't even know the difference necessarily between a foia request everyone always hears about foia um, versus a, a pia or pir there's all these different acronyms um, so maybe someone can give a little context. It kind of doesn't matter. We're just trying to get information from an elected office. I'm pretty sure Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, is a federal act. And PIA is public information. Um, well, it's a PIR. I think it's a public information request. Um, and that's Texas State. So they're, they're yes. slightly different, they're the same, it's the same concept, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, the, P, the PIA is the Public Information Act for Texas. Yeah, okay, okay, so in the Texas, that's what it's called. It's not called FOIA for Texas. Right, so that threw me off a little yeah. bit at the beginning, just, you know, terms. Yeah. So tell us a little so, bit about what, what kinds of um, PIAs you had filed and how you encountered some roadblocks and how you worked with the Texas Attorney General's office to get through some of those roadblocks. Okay, well, basically, I just react to whenever we're told to you know, file Public Information Act requests, whether it's Tory or the channel, and I just go ahead and do it. And um, so the first ones were basically to um, the attorney, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, the um, state representatives who went to um, Washington during the summer and just, you know, left the legislature so nothing could be done. And so we had a group that um, worked on that and we 
basically sent it to 54 representatives, 45 who answered, nine who did not. And then there was, their quotes were so ridiculously high going from free to $35,000. And we were just astounded. So we decided, well, we should at least ask about the quotes because the variety was so great. So I called the attorney general's office and um, asked, told them about the situation and told them I did not want to clog up their, um, 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 basically, oh, what's it called? Um, yeah, complaint form, I get, you know, uh, yeah. because I had to uh, 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 lodge, uh, uh, sorry, file each one individually. So I didn't want to put 54 through there and upset them. And I explained the great variety in the quotes we had received. So whoever I spoke to was uh, was very understanding. and said, yes, send it, send it. You can send it um, in the document form, you know. So I had to send my original request to each representative plus each of their quotes, which I did. And I stapled it all together and put it in a box and sent it to them. And what then the attorney just to general. Give context, just to give some context to back up, what, what kinds of information were you requesting? We were asking for about, it was a period of about four weeks when the represent that we requested it. We asked for um, emails, communications. Uh, uh, it was a whole list. I, I, I still have it. I just have to go look at it. Just try and figure out did they plan this in advance? That was our reason, you know, trying yeah. to see how did they come up to magically leave, all get on the same plane and leave. And we were just trying to gather information. And it was over a short period of time. And, um, and so some, some we probably, were saying, okay, we're, you know, it's going to cost you $3 to get all these communications. And some were saying $30,000. No, up, well, yes, 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 you're right, sorry. Um, a couple, three provided free information, which was totally useless, uh, were like uh, recipes and a joke and totally blacked out pages. And one provided 150 emails that were pretty interesting. And then the others ranged, uh, you know, from the average is probably like in the $12,000 range but up to $35,000 and for the same information. So, wow. so I listed it all. And, you know, when you look at the quotes, it's just astonishing. And I said, and so anyway, attorney general, he um, sent a letter to the reps and asked them to uh, explain their quotes and asked him to draw him a map of how far they had to walk to buildings to gather information. He was kind of funny. But anyway, so they all answered back and I got a copy and it was the same quote that I received initially. It was the exact same thing, plus a um, open records request that from 2009. And so I thought, 
you know, that I should not be receiving this. It's somebody else's open records request. Why are they sending this to me? And I told the, I told the first one, I think you sent this to me by mistake. And they told me, no, no, that's precedent. And I, I said, well, I've, I've heard of that in case law, but, or I wrote them back, I should say, I, you know, it's for case law, but never for an open records request that had no litigation or anything associated with it. That was just ridiculous. But quite a few of them used that. They sent the same one, hmm. uh, exact same one. So anyway, the attorney general had them uh, answer him and explain their quotes. And then, and so uh, I received a copy of that, of each one from the attorney general which was 45 letters and nothing has happened since. And I, I mean, the attorney general has discretion. I think he has 180 days to answer if he wants to. Um, so it's probably about 150 days now <laughs> since the, the, so that's where that one's at. Wow. And then, um, yeah, so it's sitting there I don't know what they're doing with it. I mean, I could I, I could actually file a mandamus, but I really, that's really not what I'm asking, you know. Um, that wasn't the, well, it wasn't my intent, but um, it was just to gather information. It wasn't just me, it was a group of us who did that. Mm -hmm. and after that, I've, I've done, uh, sent many to the Secretary of State to my county, to um, HHS, DSHS, um, CDC, uh, my county health um, office. Just, uh, you know, when Tori told us, go ahead and ask them for, um, um, uh, like, you know, how are you testing for something that doesn't exist? Send, send the p a request for that. And what happened with me, each agency just said, said, oh, it has nothing to do with us. Send it to so-and-so, all, all to each other constantly in a loop. So I did, so I've done that. But then, and then my county, I've really constantly requested um, certain documents. They send me documents, but not the ones I request. Um, and the, so, what actually happened, I had four PI, uh, Public Information Act requests that they suddenly didn't respond to at all. And that was up going from about 130 days to 30 days. It had accumulated. And I thought, well, my county's not going to respond at all anymore. And so I just thought, okay, I'll just tell them, you have not responded to my request of such and such a date. I'm going to file an uh, open records complaint with the attorney general at such and such, the link. And then the link beautifully brought up this box and says attorney general, such and such, very official. And then in two days, I got a, quite a bit of information suddenly and promises to provide all the rest. And it was all, and then some of them were apologizing um, for not responding and they blamed the elections for it. So eventually they did send me all the documents I requested finally, except 
the main ones, <laughs> which were the approval letter from the Secretary of State to the county approving the purchase of Hart Verity voting 2.4. Uh, that, that I never got that letter. I never ever got the contract for Hart Verity 2.4 either, or the contract for Hart Verity 2.5 either. They did not send them. But miracles of miracles, they did send me the approval letter from the Secretary of State to my county uh, clerk who, who was responsible for the election, Bobby Kep is her name, approving um, the purchase of the of Heart Verity 2.5. But still, I got no co no contracts, and the approval letter for two point four is not there. So just so, to give and everyone, I just, wait. just to give yeah, everyone so some I, context, I just want to give everyone some context. So we, um, you know, are, are on this whole big Texas group. We have representation from a lot of different counties, probably over sixty counties of probably the two hundred and fifty counties that Texas has. Um, maybe more, I don't know. And, and usually, you know, we might have one or two people in a smaller county, like you're one of the only people um, in Kamal County. Um, we, um, we, I, the reason we asked for all of this information from everyone is to help with a case um, that we've been working on, but really just to understand, for people to understand in their county, um, what version of the um, voting system their county used for the November 2020 election. Pretty simple. We just want to know the version. Um, we wanted to understand the contracts that led to the purchase um, of that version, what contracts were signed, um, any kind of contract modifications, um, any communications between the county and the Secretary of State, um, any kind of testing or, um, you know, certifications that happen at the county level. Um, we're just, you know, looking for information. And we've been doing that for probably, I don't know, 15 months now um, in various forms across multiple different counties. And it's just been so interesting, the information that we found. And so if you're listening to this and you are in um, a county in Texas, um, please reach out, please. We'll tell you, you know, the kinds of requests that you should submit. We'll let you know um, if your county has found information pretty much for all the major counties, except for a few, we have gotten a lot of this information, um, but there are quite a few that we haven't. Um, for example, like El Paso County, we haven't had anyone reach out um, that they are in our group, you know, able to ask for information in that county. Um, and we really do want someone in the county to be requesting the information. Like I could have reached out to multiple counties to find information, but if I don't live in that county, um, then it's not, um, I don't think is effective. We really want people in that county to be um, fighting for and supporting their own community. Um, I got enough trouble with my own county, um, <laughs> enough things to, to read about with my own county. Um, so, but what we ran into, which was interesting, is in Texas, you know, we have um, Hart, Verity, um, and we have ESNS. Um, and then there are some counties, like 36 of them running some version that we don't even, it's not even certified and we don't even know what's going on in those counties. But, um, but for Hart in particular, we've been getting a lot of pushback in counties that really mirrors, they, they all kind of have mirrored um, the same pushback, right? And, and we had gotten the contract early on 
in multiple counties, but then in some counties like Josie's and others, they have said, no, we can't send, um, you know, this contract, which has been, um, you know, and getting pushback from actually Hart as the company saying you can't send these contracts where when we've already gotten the contracts from some other counties. So it's been very strange. Um, and so Josie, maybe share some back and forth as to what has been going on with that version 2.4 or 2.4.2 and all that, what's going on with that and why it's important to read your contracts with your voting systems yourself and not wait for some news outlet to tell you or some influencer to tell you what's going on with your own community. Yeah, yes. Um, because um, what the county did send to me were all completely different documents. It was not what I asked for at all. I mean, it had little hints. I mean, I've sent, I think a lot of you have seen that. Um, but, uh, the, and the initial contract I received from the uh, DA was the wrong one. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a correct time frame, but it was not the version that was used. And they would never admit it except my county coordinator, who I called up. I called her up in person. And so she was um, kind of caught off guard. And I, I was just nice to her. And I asked her, uh, could she tell me the ver version we voted on in, in, you know, the general election of 2020? And she said, oh, it was on the Secretary of State website. I, and I said, no, it's not. The incorrect version is on there, and the EI EAC is wrong as well. And she said, oh, no, no, let me check. And she checked, and she said, oh, it is wrong. And she said, oh, we sent the information a long time ago and um and then she said i said oh when was that then you said oh a year and a half ago and i said oh and it says yes we upgraded we upgraded to different uh different version to 2.4 so um and i asked her oh when was that and she told me oh oh august august 2020 and so i had already been searching for a long time so i didn't want to scare her off and I asked her oh could you uh, please email me that because I really would like to you know get that uh, from you if you can do it and she did it she emailed me and she's the only one in my county has told the truth uh, no, nobody else has and that's yeah. something that I've, that happened with us in Travis County as well where we had asked some very pointed questions um, about the version mm -hmm. number and we got two different um, two different emails that did ex did say the version number that was used um, and it's different from what was on the Secretary of State website and it's also different from what the contract um, you know, it was approved by the county commissioner's court. So, um, and I and I did send an email back to the um, you know the person responding to the open records request and said, you know, you just sent me three different you know answers. Basically, you sent you attached two files that said you know two different versions, and then in your email you say a third different version. Can you please explain and tell me which version was used? And she confirmed again that it was the version she said in the email. And then, and I said, but the documents say differently. And she, she said, I don't have anything further to give you. 
to answer your request. So, um, so same kind of thing where the person responding is to kind of like, I think telling the truth, but doesn't have any documentation to back up um, what they're saying. And in, in the case of Travis County, it was a version of, um, of a voting system that was not approved for use in the state of Texas at that time. So um, these are the kinds of things you can uncover um, and, you know, why no one's reporting on it, whatever. This is where we were talking about the other day. Maybe, Bobby, you want to jump in on how, you know, this is how you become the news, right? You're entering the ring to do your own investigation and you're finding things that other people don't um, want to report on. Um, yeah, like I'd say my experience talking to counties and then being in the county is that they they've evolved to this place where they're like, we are the county. So whatever they do is what is what we have to live with. It's not whether they follow the rules, because who are you to tell us what the rules are? Like, it was like, well, you know, an update came in, so we updated the machines. Like, why are you questioning us? When you get an update on your phone, you update your, your phone. Like, why, you know, who are you to question us? And I think all of this movement, at least from 2021 to now, is like just to open your eyes that all of these people work for us. And they've adopted this, this idea that this is just their job and whatever they do is what they do and that the citizens of that county need to live with it. And that's really not the way it's supposed to work in any county, in any state, in the whole country. They're, they work for us and they, they establish rules and they're required to go along with them. And if we have the wherewithal to figure out that, that maybe they've deviated from their rules, it is our duty to call them on it, not just our right, which is absolutely our right to call, call to question why they made a decision or why they're using a system that they weren't authorized to use, why they're using a system that wasn't certified for voting in the state until two months after the election. Like there's lots of questions that um, would not pass. Like if you got pulled over by a cop and you were like, well, I'm driving two months after my license expired because uh, I got a piece of paper that said it was going to get extended. What I mean, that he would just take your car, impound you, leave you on the side of the road. Right. Like that's not like it doesn't work for the rest of us to do that. And they can't just claim, well, we're the government. So you have to live with it. Yeah. No, they're not following their laws. And no. we found we found so many cases of fraud across all these counties that we compiled. And then we realized, so for all of you in Texas, if you don't understand this point, I, I just want one thing that you can take away is you're going to find out all this information about your county, you know, get involved, come ask us. We have like, literally, I think there's 22 counties where we know very specifically what the fraud is in each of those separate counties. We know very clearly and um, it's really egregious, but I'll just leave that aside for a second. And this is just related to certifications. I'm not talking about all the audit stuff. That's a whole other can of worms that we are not focused on right now because we know that other people are, you know, but we, we are focused on certifications and the versions and the contracts, okay? Um, so, if you, you know, are in Texas and you want to know what's going on in your county, reach out to us. But the point that I want to make is that, okay, we have this evidence. Like we know in tech, in Travis County, for example, that the version that they claim that they used is not, was not certified at the time um, by the Secretary of State for use in Texas, nor was it certified by the EAC because the accreditation companies um, that are supposedly accredited to certify were not certified. So it's like double 
double issues, right? Um, we, you know, we can try and, you know, file a lawsuit. We can, you know, there's lots of different things we can try and do. Um, but the fact of the matter is they didn't follow um, the election code of the state of Texas. They just, they didn't, they, they broke the HABA Act. They didn't file, um, you know, they didn't follow their own laws. But, you know, if we take that to our DA, our county DA, you know, and we've had people, you know, we've, we've all kind of tried to do this, right? Um, our county DA doesn't even prosecute, you know, child abuse cases in Travis County right now. We have a very corrupt, um, you know, district attorney. And a lot of the counties are in the same position where it's like the only person that can, that's supposed to be able to prosecute election fraud is your district attorney. And there, and it doesn't say that um, when you when a district attorney is handed evidence, the law actually says that they shall, you know, do something about that. It's a, and the word shall is a very strong word in um, in law. It it means that they have to, but they don't. They use their discretion. They're elected, and they're just as you know corrupt as anybody else because they were elected on these fraudulent machines. Um, so then there was a new law that was created in section 273 that was supposed to go into effect in December of 2021 20, um, that allowed the attorney general to be able to prosecute election fraud if it happened across multiple counties. So um, we were going to take you know, all of this information to, we did take all this information to the attorney general. But what was interesting is that the attorney general um, you know, they took a case up through the criminal court of appeals in Texas and hit that, that is now thrown into question what his authority is as the attorney general through this new um, law. It's basically that court said, no, he doesn't have the authority constitutionally in Texas to do that. So we're kind of in limbo at this point with who um, and where we can have, have, um, I don't think the word is recourse. What is the the, the constitutional word that we're supposed to be able to have not recourse. I can't remember the word, but, but we are, we basically have redress your grievances. Redress our grievances. Exactly. We have no ability in the state of Texas to redress our grievances about the fraud that happened with these election machines um, and is still happening today. So we are, you know, as a group working through that and trying to figure out still how to hold these officials accountable for these um, these things. But again, we would not have found this information without knowing how to, or not even knowing. I mean, it's pretty easy to know how to file a public information request, but without just doing it and trying it and working through it and getting the the no response, filing complaints with the attorney general, um, you know, getting more specific with our questions, um, because that's something, Bobby, I don't know if you want to chat more about, like getting very targeted in the questions that we were sending and sending them to the right department because I found in Travis County, there were multiple open records request departments and I was requesting from the wrong one at some point. You know, So this has been a year, 15 month long process at this point to get the documents that we need to, um, to corroborate the laws that were broken. So we're, my, my experience with Freedom of Information Act requests from like the early 2000s. I worked for a defense contractor and when we would lose a particular proposal for something with 
the army, as an example, we would FOIA request the notes that the procurement team took on our proposal so we could see how we scored because they wouldn't necessarily just give that to you. And so we would go get whatever we could get. And so applying it to, to finding out information to empower myself as opposed to the company, it was like, oh, well, of course you would. So the, the more specific you can make your request, the better, but be careful because they're just like a toddler. They'll do exactly what you say. So if you, if you ask for the wrong thing, they'll go, here are the FedEx labels from the boxes that you asked for. They won't tell you, they won't give you the stuff in the boxes because you didn't ask for that stuff. So you have to be real careful about what you ask for is what you actually want. And then if you can, if you say, I want all the emails between um, this date and this date, like you'll get junk mail that they get sent, you'll get spam and they'll go, they'll calculate all of that up and they'll say that's 73,000 emails. And then they'll say, we need someone to print them. So you'll have to pay the labor for that person to print them. And that's not what you want because almost every agency is going to print and scan. So you'll get like an unsearchable 900 megabytes by PDF that you'll have to scan through with your eyeballs because you'll never be able to keyword search it, right? So you have to, you want to get it as small as you can and then ask another one, you know what I mean? It's, it's easier to, to ask in a direction and find out something and then pivot to go in another slightly smaller direction. Don't, don't just go, I want everything from Obama's first year. Just send me that because they'll, they'll say, okay, we got your request. We have other requests. We'll get back to you. And they'll never get back to you or they'll get back to you with an enormous bill. And they'll be able to justify it by saying, well, you've, what you've actually asked for is 17 million emails. And that's going to be, you know, and that's not really what you wanted. Like you were just hoping to get something you could keyword search and it will never be that efficient. No. And I, you know, but it, it's all worth it. I mean, this has all been hundred percent worth it. And I mean, there was something that, that Josie was able to get that, that helped us with our case tremendously because it showed that they knew about the case because they had cited the case in a communication between each other. So um, it was just really the whole thing, the whole process to me has been very interesting and enlightening. But again, it just really goes to show you that, you know, in episode two, we talked about going to the source of information, like that's exactly what we need. Like go find the information yourself, understand what's going on in your community, go pay attention to your county commissioners, court um, meetings, the archives, there's a treasure trove of information that you can get access to, which um, will help you to hold your officials accountable, and to be more involved in your community and making sure that it's not corrupt. Um, because in the end, no one else is going to do that. Like you think somebody's going to come in and, and clean up your county? No, that person is going to be you. Um, if you are listening to this and you are wanting to do something, um, that's what you can do. Sharing information on social media only goes so far. Like actually it's so, for me, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys will probably agree. Like I could sit here being depressed and angry about what's going on with our country, or I can channel that energy into, you know, you know, getting this information. And for me, like searching through the county commissioner's archives, showing up to these meetings, um, reading contracts, requesting information, getting them into a box, you know, to send me whatever I need, going to the attorney general's office, like all of that has really helped in the past year to just like channel my anger into something productive. Um, because that is how we win. That is how we win. 
And one, one thing I thought of earlier that I want to make sure anybody listening to this recognizes is that like I after the primary in Texas in March, I was in the counting room with in Travis County in, in Election Central. And I was in the back really obvious to me that when you when you say fraud, it's like someone actually did something. And I think the problem we're fighting is bigger than fraud. So if you if you're making a request from people from your county and you're assuming they're crooks that are like at home getting paid under the table to cheat in elections, that I don't think that's really that might be happening in some counties, but I don't think that's really the issue we're against. What we're really up against is a system that is dysfunctional at best. And that the fact that it's dysfunctional means that any race can be determined in any way. And it's almost impossible to show that that one was false. So that whoever is really got, so whoever's elected now can kind of guide who will continue to be elected. So they always maintain power. And it's very difficult to point out which one was the hole or where was the leak. Cause it isn't like just somebody came in the back door with a hundred boxes of, of, of votes. That would be very easy. The problem is this this department doesn't talk to that department. This department certified a machine that they don't use. This machine was used in the other machine and nobody knew that it was. So we have to tie all those people pieces together to show that these seven departments, which maybe includes 55 employees, those 55 employees, to the best of their knowledge, were doing their jobs, but none of their jobs are connected in a way that anybody knows what actually happened. And that's the problem because there's no accountability across the entire system that they can just basically handpick whoever they want, which means everyone who's elected, regardless of party, is in question because they all are benefiting from the fruit of this uh, poisoned system that we're funding with our tax dollars. So when you talk to those people, they're just people working and that's their job and the four things they've been told to do they think they're doing well it's the problem is that those four things don't have accountability to someone else that has an actual system that would keep a for-profit business in business they would go out of business if they were a for-profit business because they're so disorganized there's so much ignorance between different departments so it's so don't attack them personally, just be nice to them, because every time they're nice back and give you some information, it helps uh, fill in a gap or brings another piece to the puzzle. So you can tell the story of what happened across all the departments, because eventually, you know more about that system than each of the employees you talk to. And it doesn't take you very long because they only know their little piece and they go home and play with their dog. They don't need, nobody cares at the county, that is my experience. None of them care at all. They just want to get through their day. And when you ask questions, it's making their day worse. So if you're nice, like Josie said she was, she called her up, she was super nice. If you're nice, you will get so much more out of them than if you call up and say, hey, this is fraud. You guys are stealing everything from us. Because it's real. If whoever stole this from us doesn't answer phones from peasants. So you're never going to actually be able to yell at the person you want to yell at. So just be nice to those people and you'll get much more out of them. That's my, okay, that, that's my soapbox. That's all I got. I think I couldn't agree more. And I all I have to say is that to end this off, um, and Josie, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. Um, sorry, I had muted you because it was sounding windy. Um, but uh, I I couldn't agree more. We have to be kind always. Always be kind. We We don't know what's going on. 
right? And neither do they. And I think it's the institutionalization that has caused this problem. Is that it's a systemic issue where people just are doing their job, right? I'm just doing my job. This is just my job, right? They don't think to ask these questions. I didn't think to ask these questions two years ago, right? Um, so we're all, you know, just kind of waking up to asking questions. We're just asking questions. We're just asking questions, looking at information and coming up with conclusions. We're looking at the law. We're looking at the information. We're matching it up. And, you know, then you can draw some conclusions as to what happened. Um, and then you just have to figure out how to bring that information to light with a press that is not helping at all. And uh, with a court system that also is very difficult to navigate. But you know what? We're here. We're here for it. Um, like I said, we have 22 different counties that we're, we're going after it, right? And we're, we're working hard to, to try and figure this out. Um, the more counties we can add to that list, the better. So please reach out to us. Um, again, we're very focused on the certifications. That has been our focus, understanding what version the county is telling us that they used, what version the Secretary of State is saying was certified for use, what version the EAC was saying was certified for use, and, um, and who was the certifying, accredited certifying um, company that claims that they certified the system. So again, that whole chain and figuring out, is it the county that was corrupt? Is it somebody else that is corrupt? Who, where, where did the systemic issues break down? And where are the, um, the gaps in information? And, you know, what does the contract say? You know, it's very interesting to learn these things. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Josie, for all of the amazing PIAs that you've requested. Um, I am in awe sometimes when you are like, oh, I have that already. When we think, oh, we need some bit of information and, and she's already gotten it. She's already asked for it months ago when, when we were first talking about it. Um, I am definitely behind the eight ball on that one. But you are always right there asking for the information. And I, I just want you to know how much we appreciate you and people like you who are just right up in there as soon as we say hmm, I really I wonder what that was you go and you ask for it and I think that that is just gold and um you are very appreciated well thank you very much <laughs> it's just um the way things turn out is not the way I expect just by asking it I don't plan anything in particular it's astounding what actually happens um, what strange things happen and things you uncover that you never expect. So it's worth, worth doing it and just be persistent and then keep asking for documents they do not send you just and ask it again, even though they uh, will say to you, I, we've already responded to the request uh -huh. and I never answer back. You didn't send me what I asked for. I just let it all accumulate until my email chain comes to a certain point. And then I'll say, well, thank you very much for providing all the uh, information, the responsive information for everything. But still, these documents are you did not send to me at the in the end. And then I'll use the, um, the code, you know, the Texas code that applies that that was paramount and very important. And, and without those documents, their, their elections using certain voting systems are null and void according to election code such and such. And that's how I try and, you know, tell them 
this is not kosher, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, and I, and, and actually, and I, and some of the other things that have happened, I could not imagine. Yeah. So, and it leads to other things that help in other ways, you know? So, yeah, you never know what you uncover. (laughs) Yes. And somebody has to ask these questions. Somebody has to find this information and that person is you Yeah, are listening here. That person is you, you are going to be the person to ask and find this information. Just reach out to us. Focused action. What's the email info at focusedaction.io or you can do it. No. Yeah. Okay. You set it up. That one up, but I can set that one up. That's right. Or whatever, wherever, where can they contact us? If you want to DM me on telegram, I'm at Lenny VG and we have it Bobby TX. Um, reach out to us. If you are in Texas, we'll add you to the group. Um, we'll get you going in your County. We appreciate you. Um, we need every single person to be asking these questions, um, to fix their communities. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye.